Yo, today's QOD is, if you're not in business for yourself, you should be. Here we go. Welcome back to the Quote of the Day show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. Thanks so much for tuning in to our Finance Friday episode where we talk about all things money mindset. We've got Rabbi Daniel Lappin on the show. He's going to reveal five keys that will put you on the elevator to financial success. And if you think you don't have time to do these things, well, he's going he's gonna to prove you wrong on that one. Rabbi Daniel Lappin, coming up. And so one of the the very specific tools that I want to make sure that you each carry away with you today, because the theory is very important, the understanding is very important, absorbing these principles into your heart is very important. But at the same time, we need the practical application as well. And, um, And so you just think about it now. If you're speaking to somebody who's just starting life, just leaving school, you know, I'd say to him, get a job, keep it, deliver more than is expected of you, get married and stay married. You are now on the escalator to success. That's five things. You really don't have to worry about anything else. That's why, that's what I tell young people starting out. It's very simple. Get a job, Keep it. Deliver more than is expected of you, not only in business, but in family also. Get married, stay married. You do those things. (laughs) There's a reason for each one of them. I mean, it's well well known, it's well understood that the poorest people in America are who? What is the most poverty-stricken demographic in America? A lot of people are going to think, I'm going to go, oh, the African-American. No, that's not true. Single males. Even single females do better than single males. The poorest people in America of any color are single men. It's, that, that is the truth. And so uh, marriage puts you on the road to prosperity. Okay, but... Uh, I'm not talking now to, to people who are just leaving school and people who are just starting out. You know, so, so what are the specific things right now? Well, uh, find out how you can serve as many people as possible. And you say, well, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I mean, you know, I, I, I work as a, as a school teacher or I work as a whatever it is. I mean, I have a job. That's what I do. What are you talking about? Uh, well, if you're not in business for yourself, you should be. Now, that doesn't mean you should quit what you're doing. It means you should start devoting a few hours a week to finding out what you can do for other people and then start doing, well, wait a sec, Rabbi, you think I've got a whole lot of time? Well, as a matter of fact, yeah, I do. I do think you've got a whole lot of time. If there is anybody in this room who does not own a television, put up your hands. 
Two of us. Everybody else has plenty of time, I promise you. Just stop watching. And by the way, now I have to include not just television, but watching cat videos on YouTube. Stop it. <laughs> stop it. Stop wasting your time. This is a drug. And not only is it consuming your time, but it is increasing your tendency towards passivity. It's increasing your tendency towards being a spectator of life. Stop it. Just break free. And if you do that, I guarantee you, I've just given you probably in the area of five to 10 hours a week. Do you know what you could do with five or 10 hours a week? Do you know what sort of business you could begin with five or 10 hours a week? There's not a person here that that doesn't apply to. Now, I'm not saying you can come up with the idea of what to do in 30 seconds. You may have to take a few hours to work on it. You may have to do a little bit of research and find out what is needed. What can you do? Can you cook beautifully? Can you bake? Can you fix cars? Can you, can you give people extra help in learning how to write music or play an instrument? I don't know what it is. But God endowed each and every person here with a specific skill. And if you don't know what it is, you've probably been way, watching way too much, way too much video. Just stop it. And so you've got to start a business. I don't care if you've got a 40-hour-a-week job. I don't care if you've got a 50-hour-a-week job. There's plenty more hours in the week than that. Use some of it. That's all you got to do. Next, you have to increase the number of people who know you, like you, and trust you. Because now that you've figured out a way to serve other people, you need people who want you to serve them. How do you do that? Well, I know what a lot of people are saying is, Rabbi, look, you know what? I'm just not a people person. I'm just not. Some people are gregarious. Some people are outgoing. Some people just like connecting with a lot of people. I'm not one of those people. I'm just, I'm just sort of shy. I just, I'm just not really a people person. Do you ever remember the period of adolescence when your face broke out with like 10,000 pimples? <laughs> Right? Nobody here is, is so old that, that we can't remember that. Do you remember that you used to spend the equivalent of the gross domestic product of a small nation on medicine and pharmaceuticals to try and make it go away? How come nobody says, hey, Rabbi, you know, these, I'm just a pimply person. Um, what do you, we say, you know, all these people are, are going around spending money on, on curing. You know what? I'm just, I'm okay with it. I'm just a pimply person. That's what I am. I don't remember anybody doing that. Nobody accepted a shortcoming and said, oh, that's just how it is. Nobody does that. But we do that with shyness. Shyness is a handicap. And it's true. God gives many, all of us, different different. Uh, qualities and attributes and skills. He also gives us different challenges. 
right? I understand there are people who, who are challenged by alcohol. There are people who are challenged by drugs. There are people who are challenged by shoplifting, for heaven's sake. There are people who do have tendencies to be pulled in the wrong direction. But we also, at the same time, have abilities. And when there's something that handicaps us, why would, we, why would you just accept it? God created us to connect. And you're saying, you know what, I just, I'm, I'm just not good at that. Yeah, I understand. And like, did you get born being good at driving a car? No. You, you kind of work at it a little bit. Did you, were you born being good at anything you can do? No, of course not. We don't accept handicaps. We are intended to work on ourselves. There is a, uh, a critical sentence um, in the, the book of, uh, of, of Numbers uh, where it says, and you shall teach them, talking about taking these words and teach them to your children. You must teach it to them. In Hebrew, it is velimaratem otam, you shall teach them. But here's one of the amazing things about the Lord's language, and that is that in the Torah, the words are written without vowels. All Hebrew writing is done primarily with consonants, and the vowels are omitted. Why is that? Because consonants are holier letters than vowels. Well, why is that? Well, that's because animals all make vowel sounds. Only human beings make consonant sounds. And so if you go into the jungle, take a walk in Costa Rica through the jungle, what do you hear? It's all, it's the five vowels. That's what you get. That's what you hear. And so uh, I was explaining this to a, a seminar of, of a few. <laughs> Tim, you're a great teacher. <laughs> you really are. Somebody said to me, Rabbi, you may, you, know, you may be right in general, but I've got a parakeet that really talks with full consonants and everything. I said, he really doesn't. Oh, yeah, he really does. I said, all right. Would you mind if I came over to your house and listened to this parakeet talking? Oh, we'd like you to. You'll see you're wrong. I took my nifty little Sony tape recorder. Well, it's, an, it's actually a digital recorder. What's great about it is you can vary the speed. What did I do? I said, now, make your parakeet talk. You know, so this, 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 this feathered mess starts making a noise. <laughs> and, um, and, it, and sure enough, you know, sort of it says words that I see why she thinks it sounds, because it kind of sounds like it. And, you know, I'm very impressed. But meanwhile, I'm recording it. And then when we finished, I say, now, I'm going to play it back for you. But I'm going to play it back real slow so that you can hear that it didn't say the consonant. Your brain filled that part in. Yeah. Played it back, and sure enough, parakeet never said a single consonant. And so uh, consonants are, are much more important, and that's why the vowels are omitted. There's another reason the vowels are omitted is because there are several different ways of pronouncing a word if you just change the vowels around. You, you follow what I'm saying? Uh, so um, Ben, 
B-E-N is a guy's name. Bin is something you can drop stuff in. Ban is to prohibit. Now, in English, all of that's meaningless. But in the Lord's language, every word that can be created out of the same set of consonants with different vowels, those words are all linked and connected. So I tell you all of that so you should know that when the Hebrew says, and you shall teach them, meaning you shall teach these words to your children, right? that's God's instruction. That word, you shall teach them, teach it to them, velimaratem otam, that same word otam can be pronounced atem. Same word, right? Just different vowels. That means, and you shall teach them to yourself. Meaning that God wants each and every one of us to regard ourselves as our own most important child. So much so that in ancient Jewish wisdom, if a parent has only enough money to hire a teacher to teach the Bible either to his child or to himself, you come first. And then afterwards, when you know it, you teach it to your child. But you have to regard yourself as your most important child. Now, if your child has a problem, like pimples, wouldn't you want to help him or her get rid of them? And if your child has a problem like shyness, just an inability to connect, a feeling of embarrassment, I don't want to put myself out there, wouldn't you want to help your child overcome that? And so if you've got that problem, you really have to overcome it. And you have to just not worry how silly you'll look. Um, my, uh, my dear friend, the late Zig Ziglar, I used to travel with him a fair bit. We used to do a lot of different things together. And uh, he was very good at this. He went out of his way. He'd go up to total strangers and he'd bounce right up to him and say, hi, my name's Zig Ziglar, what's yours? And before people knew it, they were engaged in this conversation. And then he'd walk away with their business card and they had his. He did it all the time. So you've got to increase. But wait a second. How do you do it? Here's a very important principle in ancient Jewish wisdom. We treat numbers as truly very important. What I mean by that is that when they say numbers don't lie, it's true. People lie with numbers, but numbers don't lie. And so I would urge any of you who don't yet know how to read a financial statement, take some of that time you were wasting on cat videos and <laughs> get out a good book. And there's, 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 a, there's a hundred great books on just really easy introduction to understanding financial statements. Do yourself a favor because here's a general rule. If you want to increase something like your money, you need to be able to measure it. You need to have a metric. And if you want to lose something like weight, you need to measure that also. And so the idea of I'm wanting to lose weight, but I don't own a scale is just plain dumb. If you want to lose weight, not only do you have to weigh yourself, you have to actually record the weight. No cheating with a date next to it. Then you stand a chance. But if you don't put numbers on it, you stand no chance at all. You with me? Yeah. And so... Um, Learn to read numbers. We treat numbers very, very importantly. So much so, by the way, that when it comes to making investments in companies or getting involved in companies or even thinking of taking a job with a company, if it's a public company, take a look at their annual report. If it's got lots and lots and lots of words, but only two pages of numbers at the back, 
Run for your life. That was Rabbi Daniel Lappin. His website is rabbidaniellappin.com. You can watch today's talk on YouTube. It is called Financial Summit 16, Session 5, Rabbi Daniel Lappin. All right, my friend, you enjoy your Friday. and You have a fantastic weekend, and I will see you on Monday. I'm out. Peace. Thank you.